Welcome to the Launch Plan Podcast, and I'm your host, Karthik. Launching a business or products online is not easy, but that's what we enjoy doing as solopreneurs and small business owners. We may not be successful every time, but success isn't what defines us. We learn, and that's why we keep showing up every single day to do what we love doing, to learn, to make a difference to our clients, and of course, make more money. And on this show, we help you do that. We help you build a rock-solid base so you can launch successfully and repeat it every single time. And we do that by helping you master the four areas of your business. Your market, your message, your monetization, and your alliances. Market is all about your customers and clients and how well you understand them. The message is how well your market understands what you offer. Monetization is about how well you are able to turn your market awareness and messaging into money. And alliances is your ecosystem and how you build relationships with your clients, partners, and vendors. Grab your launch goodies and a 90-day plan at designyourthinking.com forward slash plan and sit back because we are just getting started. Let's now get down to business. Hey, it's me, Karthik. Welcome back. On this podcast, we've dealt with quite a few topics around attracting clients, pitching, partnerships, and even messaging. And today, we are opening the doors to a whole new series on creating irresistible offers. Sell me this pen. It's it's a, a amazing pen. It's a for professionals. It's a Sell me this pen. It's a nice pen. You can you can use the pen to write down thoughts from your life so you can remember. Sell me this pen. Well, this pen works, and I personally love this pen. That was me five years back. In my case, it was not a pen, but an online course. Well, to be precise, it was January of 2018 when this happened. I was all set to start my first course on podcasting, and I thought I prized it really well, and I knew it was going to help a lot of people start their podcast by showing them exactly how to do it step by step. I was very excited about the launch and we had the sales page. We sent a bunch of emails and I had signed up for a course on launching products too. I did everything that I was told to do inside that course. But 20 days into the launch, I was still waiting to see my first sale. Not even one person had bought this course and I really felt disappointed. I explained my situation to a copywriter friend. Well, he listened to me patiently for 10 minutes. And when I was done explaining my course and how I tried selling it, he asked me one simple question. So what's your offer? I was frankly upset with him for a few minutes, even for having asked that question on the first place. It was a podcasting course. I thought he didn't pay attention to what I was telling him all along. But it turned out that he was listening to me very closely indeed. And there was something missing in what 
I said. At that point, all I knew about making good offers was to put together a few good bonuses, give them some attention-grabbing names, and price the offer competitively. Well, I did all of that. And I realized that the course that I had taken was more focused on the launch than it was on the offer itself. It's then that I decided to invest time into learning the art of the sale, or should I say the science of creating irresistible offers. Well, in today's episode, we'll discuss the most important activity you need to do before you put together an irresistible offer. Hello, Mr. Belfort. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I have one question, and I'm a huge fan of your film, so this just um, comes quite naturally. Can you please sell me this pen? <laughs> you know, no one's ever asked me that before. It's the first time. <laughs> um, so let me, let me tell you what that whole exercise really stands for, right? So the whole sell me this pen narrative is really, it's a test that you give to a salesman to see if they really understand what selling is all about. If you ask someone who's not a professional salesman, who doesn't have the right instincts, they'll start actually trying to sell you a pen. This pen is great. This pen writes upside down. It's the best value for its money. This pen will last forever. Buy this pen. Here's the thing. The only one rational thing you could do when someone says, sell me this pen, and that is to start asking them questions. So tell me, how long have you been in the market for a pen? What type of pens have you used in the past? Is it a business or personal? Typically when you buy a pen, what type of money do you spend on one? Do you buy expensive pen? I, you, the, the, the key to selling is to find out, step one, what are your clients' needs, values, what pain are they looking to resolve? What, what do they need? And you're looking to fill that need at the most basic level, right? Well, when you just go out and try to sell something, someone, what you're saying is, I don't give a shit about you. I'm just gonna ram this down your throat, right? I want to know what you need. I want to know what you've done in the past. So you ask questions. If I ask someone, hey, so how long have you been in the market for a pen? And they say, oh, I'm not looking for a pen. Great, have a nice day. I don't sell people the things that people are looking for. I wouldn't try to sell you a pen if you're not looking to buy a pen. So that's, and if someone said to me, I'd say, wow, this person really knows how to sell. Because the biggest mistake that rookie sales would make is they try to sell to everybody versus weeding out people who are not interested and only selling to those who are. So I ask questions. But not any question, I ask pointed questions to identify what type of pens you've used in the past, how much money you have. Now the pen is like a euphemism for any product, right? By doing that, I can get a good sense of what you're about and then when I'm done asking my questions and I know what I need to know, I'll say, well, based on what you said to me, this pen is a perfect, you let me tell you why. And now I'm actually matching my pen to what you need and I tailor my presentation to fill that name and it's much more elegant, make sense? Makes sense? Well, that's Jordan Belfort, the real wolf of the Wall Street. And there isn't a better way to introduce today's topic than this clip. Understanding your buyer's needs. We'll do this by looking at three ideas. The first is the idea of the truth about selling. Second, the idea of finding gaps and opportunities. And third, the idea of understanding your buyer's needs. Well, like Jordan Belfort rightly points out, good salesmen or women first identify the needs. But before that, we need to be on the same page in terms of what we mean by the words selling and buyers in the first place. So 
Let's jump in. The truth about selling. Well, the truth about selling is this. Selling is not about your product. Neither is it about you, the creator. It has nothing to do with the source. It's all about the destination. Everything about selling is about the person buying it. It's more a mindset thing. When I failed to make any sales with my first podcasting course, I took it to heart. I thought my course wasn't worth anything. My course wasn't good enough. I thought it was perhaps because my course was too expensive. And then I thought maybe it's quite the opposite. My course is perhaps too cheap. Well, I almost gave up thinking selling courses was too hard. I didn't understand the truth about selling. Well, the truth that selling has nothing to do with my course or its content. In fact, no one would even get to know how good or bad my course was unless they bought it. I didn't realize this. They were judging the chocolate by its wrapper. Perhaps they didn't care. Perhaps they didn't like the wrapper's color. Maybe they felt it looked cheap. Perhaps they thought it was too expensive to buy. Well, here's the thing. Unless you know who you are making the chocolate for, it's hard to decide the color, price, consistency, or the ingredients that go into the making of the chocolate. Well, is it a milk chocolate? Is it going to be made of cocoa? What sweetener? How much sugar? What flavor? Texture. The answer to what kind of chocolate you make is a combination of all these questions. It's a combination that has to be just right. And everything starts with the who. What are the deepest needs of the person that you are selling or this making this chocolate for? What are they looking for? In other words, what are their wants? When you take time to learn their needs and wants and ensure your products and offers reflect that understanding, we start to sell our courses. Well, that's the first part, the truth of selling. It's the fact that the selling is not about selling. It's in fact about listening. It's about listening to what your target buyers really are looking for and what they need. Let's now move on to the second idea. Finding gaps and discovering opportunities. You've got to start with the customer experience and work backwards to the technology. You can't start with the technology and try to figure out where you're going to try to sell it. And I've made this mistake probably more than anybody else in this room. And I've got the scar tissue to prove it. And I know that it's the case. And as we have tried to <clears throat> come up with a strategy and a vision for Apple, um, it started with what incredible benefits can we give to the customer? Where can we take the customer? Not, not starting with, let's sit down with the engineers and, and figure out what awesome technology we have and then how are we going to market that. Well, that was Steve Jobs talking about customer experience. But 
I want to use this as an example, not for customer experience, but to talk about Steve Jobs' focus on getting deep into understanding the needs of his customers. It's easier to find a person's needs and make a suite of products for them as opposed to understanding many people's needs and making many products that address their needs. Well, when Gil Emilio was the CEO of Apple, the company saw its worst period. But it was also the period when Apple created a lot of products. For example, the Quadra 630, Color Style Writer, Laser Writer, Apple Vision. Well, the list is endless. So was the other list, which is the list of the buyers to whom they were trying to sell these products to. What Apple ended up was a pile of underperforming products. But somewhere in that pile was a product that went on to create a loyal market of buyers. The Macintosh. What Gil Emilio did was to create many products that addressed the needs of a wider market. But Steve Jobs chose to focus on just a tiny sliver of the market and go deep into understanding the needs. He ended up creating an ecosystem of products that address their needs at a far deeper level. Like, for example, after selling the Macintosh, Steve Jobs created many other tinier pieces of software that address the specific needs of creators. And then he did the same thing with the hardware too. And he then uncovered some opportunities too. And that's when Apple launched the iPhone and then the iPad, Apple Pencil, AirPods, and the list can go on and on. Well, in summary, here's what Steve Jobs' approach to turning a company at the brink of bankruptcy to a trillion-dollar business was. First, pick one target buyer. Understand their needs and take note of their wants. Find out what is the most important need and address that head-on with a product or service. Fourth, find out the gaps in the solution and create products that drive micro-results. Look for the opportunities and create products that drive bonus micro-results. Well, to summarize, Steve's strategy is pretty simple and easy, but to follow that is hard. Or is it? Perhaps it's time to break down the hard things into easier tasks. Shall we? Let's look at how to discover needs. Well, let's get back to my copywriter friend. Remember the one that once stumped me with a question that was pretty hard for me to answer? What's your offer? He asked me. Well, I was clearly caught unaware of what was coming next. All I knew based on the course that I had taken was that I needed to create an offer by adding a few bonuses, writing a dollar value for the core course plus for each bonuses, and make sure that the names of the product and the bonuses were meaningful and interesting. Clearly, that didn't work. So here is what my friend asked me in a series of questions. Let me quickly play out this conversation with you. Well, first he asked me, what is the course all about? And I told him that I'm trying to help people start a podcast. And he smiled 
and replied, well, there are so many podcasting courses already. What's special about yours? I told him that my course focused on three areas, helping students find their niche and idea, connect with guests better, and finally, to create high-quality interview-based podcasts. And he smiled with a gotcha look on his face. Oh, that sounds like that course is specific to people with these three needs. Can you think of someone that is interested in this? Well, I have an email list of people that signed up for my free podcasting course, I told him. So, essentially, he taught me the importance of narrowing my definition of my target audience down to specific needs. And I had never thought of that up until that point. Getting to know your audience is an interesting exercise. No one will respond to you if you ask them if they had a specific need. In fact, I sent an email to my list asking if anyone needed help with connecting with guests better. Well, no one responded. But when I started sending emails related to how I invited influential guests on my podcast, I started to get responses. Well, here's the funny thing about clients or people in general. We don't know what we need. We know what we want, but needs are more internal. Most often, we are not conscious of them. And Steve Jobs put this really well. He said, you can't just ask customers what they want and try to give them that. By the time you get it built, they'll want something new. And I'd like to give this a little spin and say that wants are the way the human mind believes it can fulfill the need. It's hard to express needs, but it's not that hard to see them in others. If you have patience and a keen eye. Well, the conversations that leads to someone opening up about their needs is not easy. It's not a straight volley like, you ask what your needs are and they spit them out. No, it's not. It's a process. Think of this conversation that you have with your target buyer as a three-stage exercise. Think of it this way. You are standing outside the door, ringing the bell, and waiting for someone to answer the door. The someone is your target buyer. The first stage is to get your target buyer to open the door. Please answer the doorbell. Next is to get the target buyer to let you inside their house or their personal space. And the third stage and the last stage in this process is to get the target buyer to share or tell you their stories. And we'll see that in detail in the next episode. So let's wrap up this episode really quick. Let's recap what we just covered so far. We looked at three ideas. First is the truth about selling. We saw why selling is not talking about your product, but actually listening to your target buyers. Second, we looked at the idea of finding gaps and opportunities. I walked you through how Steve Jobs rescued Apple from the brink of bankruptcy by focusing on one buyer and digging deep into the gaps and opportunities. And third, and finally, we looked at how the idea of learning about your target buyer's needs is not a straightforward process, but a three-stage exercise. 
of course, we didn't complete it because we need to wrap up today's episode. We'll see and look into it in detail with the exact questions or the questions that you might want to consider asking in the next episode. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. You'll find a worksheet for today's episode in the Launch Plan Workbook that you can find at designyourthinking.com forward slash launch. It's now time for us to look at what's happening inside the labs. First, we are creating a fresh new course on creating irresistible offers. Well, we call it the Irresistible Offer Playbook course. We are doing a beta testing at this point as I speak. And here's what you need to know about this course. First off, there is no other course that teaches what you learn inside the Irresistible Offer Playbook course. Here are some highlights. First, you can use it to create an irresistible offer in under two hours. And that's about the time it takes to watch the movie Die Hard or two episodes of The Game of Thrones or two episodes of House of Dragon, depending on your taste. It's not about dropping your prizes and stacking bonuses. I know you've heard of that before. Me too. And we know that they don't work. There's more to it. The course is based on psychology and science. So it's not that I teach you to paint Mona Lisa. It's like dropping a rubber ball on a hardwood floor. You know it's going to bounce back. So this works. Here's the bonus. I even show you and prove it to you that it actually works by creating an offer live inside the course. That's right. Yes, I create a whole new offer from scratch. To make it even more useful, I even create the exact offer that you will end up buying when you click the buy button and buy the Irresistible Offer Playbook course. Yes, I eat my own medicine. And I want to show you only one thing that it works and it will work for you. And yes, did I tell you that we are just going to keep this open for just a room full of people to sign up for this course in the first intake? Well, no, I'm, I'm serious with this because it's very new and it's perhaps going to drive many copywriters off out of the job. Well, at least some of the job. Well, I'm going to have a lot of enemies for having created this course because I know everything that I'm sharing inside is almost like opening the secret vault of copywriters and letting you steal every secret out of it, at least when it comes to creating offers, because everything I share is based on years of studying how the best and the most highly paid A-list copywriters create their offers. If you want to be the first to know about this freshly minted course, hop onto the waitlist. It's at designyourthinking.com forward slash IOP freebies. And when you hop on, we'll send you some freebies just for being on the waitlist. And that's about it. And yes, if you don't have a marketing plan for your business, do sign up for the 90-day marketing plan to get my free 90-day plan to grow your online business. You can grab it for free at designyourthinking.com forward slash plan. That's all I have for you today. I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers and be well. <music>